This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Talking Cleveland Indians baseball today on this Friday the 13th with Jordan Bastion, our Indians reporter for MLB.com. Jordan, we thank you for the time, and uh, unfortunately the wounds are still raw. Uh, after the uh, division series loss to the Yankees in five games, the Indians dropping uh, game five at home the other night as it's uh, the Yankees off to the ALCS and not the Indians. And Jordan, unfortunately, in the in the index of uh, Indians postseason heartbreaks, I would think this one has, has got to be up there. I mean, you look back to 2007, losing the 3-1 lead in the LCS that year, losing the 3-1 lead in the World Series uh, last year. This one, I don't think maybe not to the magnitude of those other two because it was, uh, quote-unquote, just a division series. But, again, I got to think that with the expectations going in for the Indians, the 22-game winning streak, the 102 victories, the top seed in the AL, having the 2-0 lead, this one still has to really, really hurt. Yeah, this one hurts a lot for this team. And I think a lot of it has to do with just how high the expectations were going in. You know, a year ago, you know, with Game 7 of the World Series, they knew the season was ending. You know, they knew that was the last game, one way or the other, whether they were going to be victorious or not. The season was ending, and it was pretty miraculous that they had gotten that far, given the state of their rotation, some of the injuries they had to overcome. You know, so even when they lost Game 7 of the World Series to the Cubs, there was still this, uh, you know, heightened sense of pride and they were all still really fired up. Like, let's get back to spring training. Let's get this thing going again. Like, you know, they couldn't believe that they actually made it that far. Um, this year was much different. Healthy roster, you know, a, a ton of flexibility in the way they could line things up for the ALDS. You know, Corey Kluber uh, pitching two games in the ALDS, so they had him going. You know, the, the roster, just a bevy of options for the bullpen and the way they could go there to, to help supplement Andrew Miller and Cody Allen and you know they just really liked the position they were in and then they had the 2-0 lead and to watch that unravel and to watch the way they played which didn't really resemble the way they played down the stretch they made nine errors in the series the offense hit 171 with an OPS under 600 Corey Kluber was fighting some mechanical issues that you know led to him not pitching well so even though they had everything lined up the way they wanted and they had you know the 2-0 lead to see it fall apart that way you know they did not expect their season to end this early so yeah this one stings a lot and it's going to sting for a while as they head into this winter with a with some uncertainty over a lot of their players who are going into free agency or have team options you know they're going to have to sift through these decisions and they're sifting through them a lot earlier than they wanted to be doing no question and uh jordan you brought up uh cory kluber and i know there's been some debate and some controversy there Initially, uh, you know, some people thought it was odd that uh, Terry Francona did not have him starting the opener. He opted for Trevor Bauer. That, in hindsight, was the right call. Bauer was lights out, and they had Kluber lined up for game two. 
Francona's reasoning at the time was, well, if it goes to a winner-take-all game five, I've got my ace on the mound. That seemed to make sense. But then the post-game comments after Kluber was uh, beat up again uh, for the second time of the series and for really a third straight postseason start going back to game seven of the World Series last year, they both seemed to hint without coming right out and saying it that, that uh, Kluber was not 100% health-wise. What's your take on that? Yeah, we sat down with Terry Francona and Chris Antonetti and General Manager Mike Chernoff uh, here in Cleveland today and kind of went over that again. What Francona said was, you know, a lot of people speculated that it was the back issue that had bothered Kluber earlier in the year. He said, I never said that. You know, so now we got a little more clarity. He said he was fighting some mechanical stuff. Um, you know, he had an arm slot issue where it was lowering during his outings. He said they spotted it in his last start of the regular season and it persisted through his two playoff outings. So he said he went to Kluber before game five and said, you know, if something's bothering you, you need to tell us. And he said Kluber said he was fine. You know, so Kluber after the game said he was healthy enough to go out there and pitch. You know, so there was no apparent health issue um, that was easily identified or at least that Kluber was telling them about. So they're going to go through all the exit physicals and things like that, and, you know, maybe they'll get a little more clarity. But there was something going on that was causing him have a lower arm slot and that was affecting you know his command and and things like that you know so they don't think it was the back you know if it was something else health-wise if it was just end of season fatigue after logging the amount of innings he's logged for two years now you know they're not really sure but there was something going on there the specifics of it are just what we don't really know about right now and is it is it more disappointing for a fan as weird as this might sound that you know, here you've got your ace who turns in, you know, two duds in a postseason series and your team's eliminated. I think, you know, fans are, are sometimes a little crazy, a little irrational, and, and sometimes you almost want to hear as a fan that your guy isn't right health-wise because that might rationalize and explain why he's not performing up to his standards. But it's almost harder to accept for a fan that a guy goes out there, he is 100% health-wise, and he just didn't get the job done. Is there some... Uh, is there something to that as far as the, the fan perspective on Corey Kluber right now? Yeah, I think so, because I think we hadn't seen, whether you're a fan, whether you're a reporter, whether you're the Indians, you, you hadn't seen Kluber have back-to-back outings like that or even three outings in a row like that going back to his last start of the regular season since his rookie year. You know, I mean, in his rookie year when he came up, he struggled to get out of the first inning a lot of times, and there were some issues that, you know, then he emerged and became this ace and this source of consistency and reliability, and you kind of knew what you could expect every time he took the mound. And I think what we saw over those two starts was just not what you're accustomed to seeing, and I think that's when those questions start getting asked and those red flags sort of come up because, you know, it's, again, it's we've all watched this guy for several years, and he's never had back-to-back starts like that. So I think it's fair to wonder, like, what's going on? There has to be something. Um, and I think when you saw Terry Francona go to the bullpen as early as he did in game five, it was clear that, you know, they wanted to sort of pull the plug and, and the bullpen kind of held the, the fort down for the rest of that game to give their team a chance. And it's also, you know, there are other things. You, you talk about the lineup hitting 171, you know, scoring 18 runs and nine of them coming in that great game two comeback. You know, when an offense isn't performing and when a defense is shooting itself in the foot, Things like Kluber's struggles really get put under the microscope. You know, I think, and that's kind of the situation we're in now. We're really dissecting a lot of these things, and it is because they 
shot themselves in the foot. They made the errors. They didn't hit. And so when Kluber makes two mistakes to D.D. Gregorius in an outing when I think his swinging strike rate was over 20%, you know, you really start to look for reasons why, you know, he was struggling when maybe he didn't pitch as poorly as he did in that game two outing. But it just gets more magnified because of everything else that was going wrong with this Indians team. Yeah, like you said, uh, the defense, uh, this was the best defense in the major leagues during the regular season, uh, under 80 errors on the year. It completely betrays them in the playoffs. The offense did not hit. And something I found interesting, too, in talking with uh, Indians fans, you know, there's some fans that say, you know what, if you really look at the series, we could have lost the series in four games because we had no business winning game two. There's some truth to that. There's other Indians fans that say, look, a 2 nothing lead is a 2 nothing lead. And we got our hearts broken in Game Five. I guess what, which end of the spectrum do you lean more towards in terms of assessing the the degree of the pain of this loss? Yeah, I mean it's interesting. If Joe Girardi challenges uh, the ball that hits the knob at Chisholm's bat, you know maybe the Indians, uh, maybe the Yankees win that game. You know if the Indians scratch across two runs in Game Four, you know to back up that great Carlos Carrasco outing, maybe the Indians win that game. So I mean it's. This was a series that even as poorly as the Indians played, they almost won it. You know, they, they came an inch away from, from winning or losing a couple of those games. And, you know, I think that's another reason that makes it so frustrating that, you know, it kind of speaks to the strength of the team that even when they can play, you know, unlike they did during that 22-game winning streak or winning 33 of the last 37 games, you know, your ace gets beat up twice, even though those things happened they still almost pulled this out. And I think that's another layer of frustration over this. But, but you're right. I think there are just little things here and there that could have swayed the series in either direction, you know, even earlier. Yeah, I mean, the, the postseason is so inherently cruel. Uh, it comes down to, you know, one play, one moment, uh, you know, one, one freak thing. Look at what happened to the Nationals last night with the challenge at first base. You know, if, if that call doesn't get challenged, maybe the Nats rallying and put up a few runs. It's uh, you just never know. It's so unpredictable, and unfortunately, the Indians uh, ending up with a postseason heartbreak yet again. But uh, Jordan, as we come down uh, the home stretch here, I don't want to make this all gloom and doom for the Indians because <laughs> there was a lot to celebrate in 2017. And as somebody pointed out uh, during the midst of their 22 game winning streak, they said, "You know what? Yes, winning a World Series is the ultimate goal, but somebody wins the World Series every year." You don't see teams win 22 games every year. I mean, this was something historic and truly special, and I got to think that when this pain begins to subside from another postseason disappointment, Indians fans are going to look back at this and say, I mean, we witnessed something that none of us may ever see again in our lives. Yeah, I think because of the heightened expectations um, and because of what they almost accomplished last year, it's hard for fans to swallow it and to look back at this as a, success, as a successful season. But the reality is it was. And I think Chris Antonetti had a great quote today. He said, as they start planning for the offseason, you know, it's important not to react, overreact to a five-game series in the playoffs, you know, when they had a bad five games because they really need to differentiate between the team's disappointment in the result with the disappointment in the process. And they really feel that their process was strong. You know, they won the second most games in franchise history. They had five all-stars. You know, they... Uh, had the 22-game winning streak, which was an American League record. They won the division. They got, you know, top seed in the playoffs. I mean, it was so many things went right. Cy Young candidate and Corey Kluber, two potential top five MVP candidates, and Jose Ramirez, 
and Francisco Lindor. And when you look at how the team was built, it was built through trades, international signings, big free agent signings, ownership stepping up. You know, I mean, I think a lot of things that the Indian fans several years ago were hoping that this franchise would someday be, it's here. It is what the franchise is right now. And I think it's important for the fan base to not lose sight of everything that went right this year in what was a historic year for this team and, you know, a fun year for this city. And, you know, I mean, it was a, it was a blast to watch some of the things that happened. But, again, the goal was to win the World Series. They almost did it last year, and that's going to sort of always be the, the cloud over this year that fans will say, great, you know, 102 wins, 22 wins in a row means nothing because we didn't get the trophy. And I think there's something to be said for that, but at the same time can still appreciate the journey and everything that happened along the way. Yeah, no, no question. You summed it up perfectly. And, uh, I mean, this this pain is going to linger, you know, through the winter. But I, I know when spring training rolls around in 2018 and Indians fans take stock of what they have, and you ran it all down with the talent, the young talent, uh, the ownership, there, there are so many pieces in place for this team to make uh, multiple runs of that elusive World Series title. It's going to happen one year, just not going to happen this year. Uh, we appreciate the time. Jordan Bastion uh, spending with us today on this Friday the 13th. Uh, enjoy your weekend. We'll do it again soon. In the meantime, it's Matt Waymire signing off for MLB.com Extras, Cleveland Indians.